Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out, and be seen within your relationships, within your work, and most importantly, within the relationship with yourself. In this podcast, we talk about all things self-love, relationships, sexuality, spirituality, and more. Hi, I'm your host, Celia Antonio, and I'm a woman's self-love coach, mindfulness expert, and I'm multifaceted being here for your most grounded and expansive self-expression. You can connect with me on Instagram at selfexpressbabe, and for my guest episodes, there will always be links in the show notes to find them online. I give my deepest thanks to you for being here and spending time with me today. Now let's begin our journey. Yay. Welcome, Caitlin. I'm so excited to have you on Openly Spoken today. And for everyone that is listening, I'm going to introduce Caitlin to you today. So Caitlin Rose is a creatrix, a photographer, a facilitator, and an intuitive. And after spending 10 plus years immersed in the world of creative arts, branding, and marketing, and three plus years in neo-tantra and embodiment spaces, she now works one-on-one with female-bodied humans, to support them to connect deeper to their bodies, their creativity, their sensuality, and to their own unique essence through their chosen craft of photography, design, coaching, and workshops. And from all of that, it sounds like creativity is such a big medicine for you and like a big medicine that you share with your clients. (laughs) That definitely is. Yeah. And thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Take two of our (laughs) recording. (laughs) It's going to (laughs) work. It's going to work. The internet gods are on our side. They are. Uh, Yeah. So uh, one of the kind of like main things I want to wanted to touch on today is I guess like the paradoxes within um polarity and like what is taught within realms of tantra neo tantra as far as like the two poles of like this is what's masculine and this is what's feminine because when we connected on our um connection call you shared with me that you uh came out and you learned about neo tantra and that like confused you and then you went back into the closet <laughs> So I would love to hear again about that journey and um, yeah, anything that you want to share for people that are listening. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, I've been on quite a journey with my sexuality for the last few years. Um, I came out as a lesbian when I was 14 and was like out for like over 10 years. I had multiple long-term relationships, was like super confident in that. Obviously, there's like quite a lot of things that come along with that especially coming out that young you know I wasn't like accepted very well by my family super religious all that jazz um however was like Mm -hmm. super solid in it but I was like getting super sick of the like drama that was going on with the women I was dating and obviously now I understand that I'm just Mm. creating most of that um (laughs) but (laughs) I made a like conscious decision I was like right I'm done like I'm just gonna go and be with men for a bit right and so I was like that was this was like before 
even knew what tantra was uh, before i even knew what spirituality was to be honest it was about um eight Mm. years ago and so i was just with men i moved to england i let go of this whole lesbian identity i was like just dating men um never had a boyfriend though like i'm I'm not obviously gay um but i like never had that like really emotional like intimacy with men um it was just like fun and playful and light which was perfect Mm -hmm. um i moved back to australia in uh 2019 and i discovered neo-tantra and spirituality and kind of everything that year to be honest and that's obviously like pushed me to where i am now with vita but um i got so i think like it wasn't always at the start but it was like gradually over like the last three years i got really deep into the like polarity teachings of tantra and neo-tantra and like I took Mm. on this belief that I had to be this like surrendered soft like feminine woman in order to like attract this like embodied masculine man and like I I pretty much like felt like that I needed to do that in order to be like happy and fulfilled right obviously the Mm. inner union starts first which I've kind of discovered through Vita more so um but I've also discovered that um that's actually not my truth, and I'm actually gay. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's taken like quite a bit to unravel all of that, and I feel like I still am. But um, what kind of triggered that is I moved back to my home um, home city, and about the end of last year, and I just started to um, little rainbow emoji. <laughs> I don't know if it'll record the rainbow emoji, but there's one right up here. <laughs> it does. Um, yeah, so we moved back to my like home state uh, at the end of last year, and I literally like started to feel like I wanted to be with women again. It was like I hadn't really had that for the last few years, and it just started to like trickle back in. And then I moved. Mm. Um, I did a house sit in Melbourne on the same street as where I lived before. I went to England so it was like full circle and on in that street like I I was like literally living my like lesbian life right so all these like memories came back and I started to like reconnect with all of the like lesbian friends that I had back then and I had all this grief that I had to process around like fuck I've actually like pushed the truth of who I am or an aspect of who I am so far down over the last few years that I like I feel I feel so sad about that you know like so I had to process quite a lot around that and I feel like I'm still kind of unraveling what how all of that looks to me like I think through Vida I love that Layla's very like gender neutral in like how she speaks about things and I think that as a society we have labeled what things are as far as feminine and masculine which can be like obviously necessary in some ways as far as like men and women but I don't think as far as like you know emotions being feminine and like presence being masculine I feel like there's a lot of distortion Mm -hmm. within that and I think that in letting go of that within myself I've just allowed myself to just be who I fucking am without needing to be this surrendered woman (laughs) whatever that means (laughs) yeah yeah no, I love that you bring that up because like uh, uh, for me, I've been on this journey of in the last three years of answering the question of like, what does divine feminine mean? 
And um, it's true that a lot of people that teach about what is feminine and what is masculine, they'll have like this list of like presence is masculine. Space holding is feminine. Like, I don't know if space holding is what it is, but like, they'll be like, this is masculine and this is feminine when really like everything is both. Yes. And none of it. Like it's, it's all just us. Like, I think, um, so you mentioned Vita a few times and I just want to share for the people listening. Vita is the name of a coaching certification program that we're both in and that's where we met. And, um, I think something that's illustrated very well in the program, I think it was in our first trimester when we were working on the self-development work still, there was a lecture where she talked about how within society, we have all these like labels and definition of like what a woman is. And really like all of that means nothing because we all, I was going to say the word should, but I guess I, I try not to use that word, but I I think it makes sense. We all should have the sovereignty and the freedom to decide what what is uh, like what that means for us specifically Mm. does that make sense totally and even if you're not even if you're like gender fluid like you have the power within yourself to decide what that is for you it doesn't have to fit into the boxes that other people who came before you are like this is what gender fluid is this is what being a man is this is what being a woman is um yeah (laughs) totally yeah it it is like another form of like boxing you in right and like I I fully am behind like identities like I feel like we we do need identities in society to like like I guess label things or like understand things but also if you can like move beyond that that's like where the liberation is because it's like I've been really exploring lately like what I identify as queer now but I'm kind of like well what is queer like queer to me is like I'm fluid in my sexual expression it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm always like with women I feel like queer to me feels like and it kind of feels like an openness to everybody in the LGBTQ plus community it's like yeah but I'm really I'm really in that right now like exploring like what that looks like and I've just recently like met a trans woman and so I'm like really understanding like their journey through all of that and like yeah yeah, like I'm just being really curious around, you know, I've definitely seen a few people in the Tantra world online say things that, you know, trans women aren't women. And I'm just like, I don't agree with that, but I'm kind of wanting yeah. to go more into that to see, like, to understand their journey, right? Like, I, I'm not in that, so I can't possibly know what they're going through, but I, like, really want to understand it and form my own opinion around all of that. Yeah. I'm right there with you. It's so funny, the timing of this, because I had a conversation with someone yesterday for a membership that I was thinking of joining. And they have like this vetting process where they um, they sit down and talk with you and share their community values. And like the very first thing they shared was that this is a space for biological women. And like when we say women, we know what that means. And the person said that like, you know, basically that they said that trans women, they don't see trans women as women. And I I was just like, 
whoa, like when, when they asked me how that landed, I was like, it doesn't land good for me. Like my heart is beating fast. Like it's just so, it's such a different view. Mm. Um, and with your piece about wanting to understand it, I do think that it is important to have spaces with, you know, like this is a space only for biological men, or this is a space only for trans men, or this is a space only for trans women. This is a space only for biological women. I think that that is important. And I think we have to be very careful with how we, I guess, like demonize people. Like Mm -hmm. it just like that, that stance doesn't seem very kind to me. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that there is quite a strong both sides, for lack of a better term, polarity within, um, I guess, these communities with, like, their beliefs around all of this. And, like, I've unfollowed a lot of, like, people that I would have, I guess, really resonated with over the last few years within this space because they've put posts up saying, like, trans women aren't women and I'm like well I don't actually agree with that anymore you know so I like went through and culled like a whole bunch of people because I was like actually that doesn't feel loving or inclusive to me especially when you know the essence of of neo-tantra is to love all parts of self right and and like coming from this like Mm. unconditional love in a way so it's like well that that just seems like a a complete cop-out to me um obviously they're entitled to their opinion and that's their journey like I'm you know everyone's on their own path with all this stuff but um yeah it's not something that I resonate with anymore yeah I love what you just mentioned about um like like especially within neo-tantra that it's all about loving all the parts of the self um and I kind of want to go back to your story a little bit uh, because you mentioned you mentioned that you uh came out when you were 14 And then you were at this point where you were kind of like tired of the drama that you didn't know you were creating. So, (laughs) (laughs) so when you moved, you were dating men and it was, you know, very light and fun. So, but that happened before finding Neo-Tantra, right? Mm -hmm. So I would love, I would love to know, um, what is it that I would love to know? I would love to know like what, what was it being in this space that was like so, I guess, against your truth and identity that pulled you towards Tantra? I think that I discovered Tantra at a time when I was like really open to like discovering like what else is out there. Cause I'd only kind of had my spiritual awakening about six months before that. And so I was very in that like wow like I've discovered this whole other world that I didn't know was out there so I met one of my friends still one of my best friends now who was like studying at the time in the tantra space and I remember her saying to me like I was so scared of sexual energy at that point I was just like nah like I'm not here for that like it's just it's just creative energy like she was so chill about it um and then yeah I don't think at that point I was as far into the whole I have to be with a man to feel whole I was just in the like I was still open to where my sexuality was kind of leading me at that point like I was like you know like Mm -hmm. I've had some like cool times with men over the last couple of years nothing like serious but I'm not like I'm not like against being with women at that point and I was with a woman around that time as well like I was still like quite open to it but I think when I got into the tantric space over the like 
three years that I was in it in like this certain community up there, I got like deeper and deeper into that. Like I need to be with a man to feel whole kind of mindset. And so it was like a gradual thing for me. Yeah. So then, um, taking on that, that, um, that belief of like, I need, I need a masculine man to feel whole. Um, I can see how, you know, even if you weren't dating men, like it probably could have been like, I need to date a woman who presents, uh, who presents masculine, like whatever that means. And um, I would love to know, like, when did you, when did you figure out that that was just, that that was just somebody else's truth that you no longer aligned with? Like, what was that? What was that point? Take us through that journey. Yeah, I think that was also (laughs) gradual. I think last year there was like, I started to feel this like inner part of me that was like not in resonance to a lot of the like people or the teachings that I had been on so deep in over the past couple of years, right? And it wasn't just like a one day that was it. It was like a, there was just like a, misalignment kind of happening internally and so I started just like pulling away from like a lot of that and not going to as many events and stuff and I think there was also part of me that was like you know I have been actively dating men for the last couple of years like on the apps and stuff but I was like you know I'm not getting anywhere like what like what is wrong with me like I like that's kind of where I was at like I actually thought there was something wrong with me like I was watching all my friends around me get with like men you know, and end up in these like serious relationships. And I was like, I've never had a boyfriend. Like what, like what is going on? So there was like, all of this was kind of starting to, I guess, bubble up in my head. And then when I was like driving back from Queensland to Victoria, I was like noticing this desire for women coming back in. So I think it was like a culmination of like, oh, oh, that might actually be, I might actually be gay. That might be what is wrong with me and why I haven't had a boyfriend over the past few years you know so I think it wasn't like one pivotal thing but then what happened is I completely polarized when I got back to Victoria and was just like I'm not doing anything in any of this realm anymore because I need to find what is my truth within this right and I think Vita is obviously like the only thing that I have done this year um and I've started going Mm. to more like queer spaces and I think I'm coming back I'm kind of coming back into it a little bit more now. Like I'm looking into going to some like queer kink events and some like queer temples and running queer temples in Melbourne. So I'm like still, I guess, figuring out what, where I feel like I belong in these and how we can bring all of the worlds together and make them more inclusive and open. And like, as an example, I'm running an event in Queensland in, in two months. And normally I, when I've ran sacred sexuality temples, I've had like the partner and exercises of being man or woman. Right. And now I'm like, no open gender everyone's playing with everybody if you have a problem with that don't come like that's that's where my space yes I love that because that's how it should be because um one of the like defining things for me at least that I've gotten from tantra is that um we're not defined by these labels we're not defined where we are not our body we are mm. like we're something beyond like we're we're 
we're all if we're all one then this separation of like this gender and that gender and that gender and this identity and that identity is actually all an illusion so i love that you're creating the space to play with that and i think you bring up a very great point when you um illustrated that as you were in these spaces you started to feel this like internal misalignment and i I kind of wanted to mirror that back because um, I think when we feel that internal message of like, this isn't right and this isn't actually truth, when we are in spaces that are spiritual or that are like for self-development, sometimes it can be very easy to um, kind of gaslight those feelings and to to kind of rationalize it as like, oh, I didn't meditate enough or whatever. Like I didn't do X, Y, and Z things that my teacher or spiritual guide or guru or whoever um, <laughs> told me to do. <laughs> and um, within within Tantra and any self-development space, it's, it's not, I feel like it's never the um, essential teaching that or maybe it is, I don't know. Sometimes it's it's not the essential teaching that pulls us away from truth. It's how whoever is presenting it to us, you know, whether it's like a book or a course mm -hmm. or you know, the leader of a temple, like however they are, because, you know, they're reading these teachings or you know, receiving these teachings through their own filter. Mm. And then they're sharing it after it's been, it's gone through their filter. They're sharing it in a certain way that they perceive it to be true. And yeah, it's very, I think it's very important to leave space for things like that to kind of um, like to allow everyone to digest it and interpret it in their own way. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's why I love, like, how Layla speaks about it because it's, like, you know, you can bring the gender neutral into it and you can, like, perceive it how you like. And I think that even this, like, simple, might not be simple to some people, but this simple, like, idea of, like, God and goddess, to me that's, like, binary, like, gender binary, basically. So I've been through Vida and the space that is in that to explore what it means to me. I've been connecting with God X which like to me is mm, like not yeah. this gender neutral, right? And it's like, to me, it yeah. feels like there's God, goddess and God X. And so I've been like, I guess I've been connecting with God and goddess over the past couple of years. And so now I'm like, well, what does it mean to connect with a God that is like above all of that? And and like that to me feels like the evolution of like where things are going. And I like, I view... um a lot of people that you know I view trans and like non-binary people as like um more evolved in consciousness because it's like they've moved beyond what it means to be a man or a woman and they're finding their own like space in that right um mm -hmm. so yeah it's, it's quite a journey finding like how I can bring tantra into the world in a way that feels like my truth and keeping it yeah. open for people to find theirs within that yeah are there any particular pieces within tantra there might be a lot but whichever you feel called to share that uh really do resonate with you i mean 
bringing everything back to the body and your own body and everything happening internally is like, I mean, everything. I mean, it's the foundation for me with all of this work. So I think like, yeah, yeah. like I, I still believe that we have an inner masculine and feminine. I wanted to say this before, like throughout Vita, I've been like, cool, I'm just going to like journey with myself and see what is my truth here. Right. And so with the, um, we have a couple, I'll explain it for the people that don't know on the podcast, we have a couple of modules that were like healing the um, family dynamic, which is like our inner feminine masculine as well as our like parents, right? So within that that module that we completed, like I definitely connected with like my inner mother and my inner father. And so like I still feel like we have these energies within inside, inside of us and I do feel like they sit for me on like the, the right sides as like <laughs> Sartre would describe them as. Um, but that wasn't, that was me having my own experience of that. That wasn't me being like, this has to be here. It was like, you know, oh, I actually do feel like my inner mother on my left side, which is supposed to be the feminine side. So like I've let my mm. body and my experience shape like how I feel about all of that. Um, so I think coming back to the to the body is like, pivotal in everything yeah I love that and everything that you just shared sparked uh for me to play with and I hope that other people who um other people who do identify as either man or woman will try this on with me to connect with a non-binary sense of like source or god x or you know, um, maybe like a parental figure rather than it being, you know, necessarily a mother or a father. I feel like that'd be so interesting. That's not something I ever um, thought to connect with. And I'm very curious, like what would come up if I did that? Totally. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Just letting go of like what I would call the societal conditioning around like gendered higher power whatever you want to call it north star um and just like allowing that to be to present its wisdom to you the, the vision that I get when I when I, I haven't told anybody this before what the vision that I get when I connect to God X is literally like a man dressed in drag because that to me is the oh ultimate, my God, I love like it. I'm obsessed with drag queens so I'm not surprised um but it's like the ultimate like non-binary like human right they're just like they're everything they're all in one yeah yeah that's so fun <laughs> um yeah so I love I'm love I'm really loving this conversation because like learning about what divine feminine is really helped me at some point and through being in Vida and maybe like a little bit before like I have learned how these labels can be very limiting and non-inclusive um because the thing is, uh, the way that it was presented to me and the way I've even, you know, presented it in my own content and with my own like clients and even on this podcast, um, is that we live in a world that's like masculine dominated and, um, I'm doing air quotes for those of you listening to just the audio it's quote masculine dominated. And what I, what I mean when I say that is that like, there's this emphasis on like work and producing and exploiting resources from earth, 
um, kind of like, yeah, just like doing and doing and like living in our heads rather than dropping into the body. Mm. And then the, when I just, when I discovered like what is quote divine feminine, the way it was presented to me was like that divine feminine work is all about dropping into the body. So when I discovered that, that was helpful for me at the time because that was what I needed. But where I stand now is like, who's to say that dropping into your body is feminine or masculine? It just it's is, just right? dropping into the body. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it just is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I so agree with that. And that's the, that's the funny thing about like being human and having, you know, prefrontal cortexes. We want to label everything. Yeah. And, um, you know, like you said earlier that like sometimes labels are helpful. I think we just have to kind of be careful of how much importance we put on external truths over our internal truths. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that for me, like I had a similar journey with that whole, like, oh, I I discovered that I was obviously like working too hard and not being enough, which I like agree with still. I feel like there's balance. I'm also a Libra. So I always come back to balance. Like, you know, what's out of balance? Am I like doing too much? Am I not resting enough? But again, it doesn't need to be, I'm way too much in my masculine. It's like, well, actually I'm just like pushing myself a little bit too hard. Yeah. I should be like I'm not listening to my body enough and that doesn't mean that it's I'm not in my feminine enough like I'm not surrendered enough it's like literally like you said we aren't necessarily designed to be like doing as much as like society has created like I don't agree with the nine to five hustle grind all of that like but that doesn't mean that we're yeah Yeah. it doesn't need to be masculine or feminine within all of that but I think um I can't remember what your question was now I just went on a tangent um yeah, I think we've both kind of been going on tangents. I think, I don't think I asked you a question. I think I just mentioned like about like uh, not putting external truths uh, on a pedestal above your internal truths. Definitely. Um, yeah. And and it just yeah. comes back to listening to your body, right? Like I've been like quite fatigued the last couple of weeks and it's like, it, it's because I have been in my mind too much. Like I've had to make a lot of decisions around like moving out and business and travel and all the things. So it's like, it was just a case of like not being in my body enough, but also that can be like, a, like a also just as like bad. Right. Cause I remember last year I was just like, Oh, I'm not getting anywhere because I'm not in my feminine enough. Like I'm not doing enough like practices, you know, practices. And mm. I've even kind of been a little bit like that with Vita, but it's like actually just shifting from like, I need to do this in order to feel better into the like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit like out of balance. What does my body need? Oh, I just need to go and do some breath work to like shift some of the energy in my body. And then I can like get on with my day. It doesn't have to be this like half a day practice every day doing like tantric practices. It's like it can just be like a simple thing to tune into whenever you are feeling a bit out of whack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A little message that has kept on coming up for me as of lately is like simple is is so potent so potent and simple by the way does not mean it's easy (laughs) no (laughs) no doing breath work for 10 minutes even though it's just 10 minutes it can bring up a lot it could be very hard but that 10 minutes is worth it (laughs) 
Totally. And it just allows you to like come back to your body. And I like, even in that 10 minute breath work, like I'm generally processing like quite a lot. And so it can still, <laughs> still be quite a lot. Like you said, a lot of emotional energy there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple of questions that I usually ask uh, guests at the end and I'm feeling called to bring those in and see like what else that brings up within this conversation so the first one is what does self-love mean to you um self-love is like literally accepting myself in like everything that I do and it's definitely still a work in progress for me like that's like literally the choices that I make how I feel about my body how I'm showing up like what I'm not doing like loving myself and literally like all of that um and that's been like definitely dropping in as like let's bring a little bit more of that into your life the last couple of days my boss bought me a bracelet and it's supposed to be like literally to help you manifest more self-love so I'm like okay I'm listening (laughs) is it rose quartz I don't actually know it looks like it. it looks a little bit more purple yeah. I've got a card on it somewhere. Okay. That's cute. That's nice to give you that gift. Yeah. To manifest more love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, the next question is what makes you feel the most grounded? Well, sitting on the beach with my feet in the sand, which I have not done in a while because it's been winter in Australia so but I'm doing a house sit right near the beach so I'm like I'm gonna do that this weekend just like looking out to the ocean like just connected to all of it yeah I didn't realize until maybe like two years ago that in Australia the, the seasons are like reverse <laughs> to America yeah I like learned that I think during the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> I love that that wasn't even that long ago yeah, it was so recently. Um, which by the way, when you were sharing your story that you um started discovering like Neo Tantra and your and had your awakening in 2019 in my mind, I'm like, oh, just in time for the lockdown where you can't go anywhere. Literally, literally. And I just like created like all this stuff like online courses I ran like workshops just before everything shut down like it was it was insane timing and I also got back to Australia I think six months before everything shut down so I'm like so grateful yeah because Australia was they had their borders closed for like two years right or years yeah yeah it was quite a while and the state borders were also closed like I was living in the top of Australia and I couldn't get back down to my family in Victoria because I was shot oh oh wow yeah yeah I have a I have a friend who went to high school with me here and she went to Australia during the pandemic and got stuck there for two years oh (laughs) my god where was she though oh I don't remember I want to say Melbourne but I could be wrong that's where I am now but Melbourne okay. was like the worst. They had like full like um like they had to be they couldn't go out in certain times. It was really bad here. But I was in Queensland at the time, which was like it's very mm-hmm. beachy, tropical, family lifestyle vibes up there. So no one gave a shit and everyone was just doing what they wanted, but we just didn't have as like bad of like rules up there. 
Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be locked in a place with borders, uh, better to be next to the ocean than be in the middle of the country, right? So, 100%. Out there. <laughs> yeah, I lived in the bush, but the beach was like 20 minutes away, so I had the best of both worlds. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. Um, okay, so the next question is, what's your favorite part about being human? Probably like feeling the emotions that we get to feel, which like can be quite challenging sometimes as well. But I think just being able to experience the full spectrum of like fucking ecstatic joy and ecstasy to like grief and the depths of hell, which I've definitely been processing quite a lot of that lately. But just being able to like play in that, experience all of that. Yeah. And that can be so liberating because yes. um we're not normally told that it's like okay to go and explore the depths of our emotions we're told that like certain emotions are bad certain emotions totally. are good which yeah. i think could bring uh, could have like big parallels with the whole conversation of like what's masculine and feminine because it's like again boxing our expression into certain places of like positive vibes only oh my god I know <laughs> and like how taxing that can be on the body too like you're just pushing pushing it all down and then one day it will just blow up yeah yeah um okay so one more question and then I will ask where people can find you um and as I come to share this question, I want to share with you that this is the question that I've been asking for like a year and a half to every one of my guests. And with the conversation that we've had, I'm just like, I'm wondering like what it means for this question. And if this is the last time I will ask it or like how to even like yeah, so I'll I'll share the question with you and maybe before you answer, you can share like how that question lands in regards to our conversation. Great. Sound good? Okay. So the question I usually ask is what's your favorite part about being a woman? <laughs> I love that. I'm still, it's so funny. There's like a poster behind my computer that says, woman like as I'm looked up I was like wow yeah um I think I'm still kind of like unraveling what that looks like to me like I know that there's like the biological aspects of like man and woman but I'm still mm. not fully decided on like how that feels in my system um I still obviously like yeah. identify as a woman I guess but I don't like necessarily feel like I need to if that makes sense. So I'm kind of mm. neutral to that question. Um, yeah, I feel like you could still keep asking that though. Like I feel like obviously everybody's at different stages and maybe that will trigger more conversations like what we've had in this podcast as well. Like it's still quite a an open thought-provoking question for whoever you ask it, right? Like even if you asked a trans woman that, like they're going to have a completely unique answer. That's true. Yeah. And it's not like I'm saying like, this is what a woman is now. What's your favorite part yeah. about it? No, exactly. It's open to interpretation. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for that. Because like, it is very important to me to be inclusive 
And at the same time, it's also very important to me to um, like, I identify as a woman and I really want to be a kind of like lighthouse to, I don't want to say the word empower because I hate that word, <laughs> but to like liberate and be a stand for women. Um, and I really look up to people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who did so much for women in America. I, I don't know mm -hmm. if she's known in your part of the world. Um, but she basically like was able to give women more rights mm. within the Supreme Court laws by going after small cases where that made small decisions that led that could lead to bigger decisions. Like she was very smart about wow. it. And um my cat is named after her. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, my, my, we found we found my cat like right after Ruth Bader Ginsburg had passed away. So like it really is important to me to like and for my brand to be this stand for women and at the same time hold the inclusivity and to mm. not define what a woman is. Yeah, I love like, that. I believe trans women are women too. <laughs> So totally. And like perhaps, you know, if you did have somebody on uh the podcast that maybe identified as like gender neutral or non-binary, maybe frame it like you did for me at the start and just say, I just want to hear what comes up for you when I say this. And like, or yeah. instead of using the word woman, what would you like me to use? Like this is how we're gonna evolve, you know, and grow is like by understanding their perspectives. Yeah. yeah. I think that's also why the question I asked you before, what's your favorite part about being human? That's a pretty new question. You're only like the fifth person I've asked because I think it's with the work in Vita, I've decided like, you know, I want to know what your favorite part is about being alive in general, like mm. not specific to being a woman. I, I, I like, I, I'm curious. I want to know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah yeah I will answer it though like my favorite part about being a woman is like the curvaceous body that I've been gifted I feel and I don't always love it but I think like as far as like the biological bodies of a man and a woman yeah. like I think that really is like so beautiful and like different and unique compared to like a man's body um yeah so yeah that would be my answer I love that answer because no one's ever said that before great <laughs> i love it so for the people who have tuned in who are curious about your you and your work and want to connect with you where can they find you probably instagrams where i'm like most active my handle is i am caitlin rose i'll spell caitlin because there's a million ways to spell that c-a-i-t-l-i-n underscore at the end of that Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I know that there's an abundance of content online, so I really appreciate you giving me your ears today. If this episode shifted something for you, please share this with a friend and slash or write us a podcast review if you're listening to this on iTunes so that more people can find this. If anything shifted for you from this episode that you want to have a conversation about, 
I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram at self-expressed babe. And that is in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time.